This meeting is being recorded. Hey, good evening, Top Fan Ravelry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Ravelry, along with a bunch of my friends again. We're going to have a good time. We're now in round two, divisional series. We got a bunch of people here to talk tonight about their specific teams. We might even get a few to, to jump on, but I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves, kind of where they're from and who their team is. I'm going to start with the top of my screen. Dave, where, where are you from and who's your team? I'm at the top this time. I was at the bottom below. This is great. Uh, thumbs up for everything. Um, I'm Dave. I'm, I live right outside of Philly. Um, and I am a fan of the currently 2-0 and o in the postseason fighting Phillies. There you go, fighting Phillies. Jason. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Jason Beck, uh, Bourbon and Baseball on Instagram. Check it out. Um, I'm here ready to talk about the division series and represent the New York Yankees. And I wish everybody could see this at some point. We'll do one of these for YouTube, but Jason's got the best shirt of us all. He's got a Goonie shirt on. So as long as the Goonies never die, we're all good, right? That's right. So, uh, Mike. Uh, Mikey Bleeds Blue. Um, that's my Instagram. I'm Mike. Um, Big fan of the Dodgers uh, in the heart of Giants country, which is awesome because I piss a lot of people off. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nick, how you doing? Good, man. Uh, Nick, where's my stuff, mom, on Instagram. Uh, here to chat about the Mariners. And Jason, there's some Goonies love for my end for you. There's, nice. Uh, there's Nata. All right. Nice. There you go. Okay, Nick Swanson. I forgot we have two Nicks out here. So, Nick S. Hey, guys. Nick, uh, I am a Padre fan in the middle of Dodger country. Uh, Padre is about to face the Dodgers, so I'm about to get all the crap at work. <laughs> and, and Mikey ain't done with you either yet. Don't worry. He'll let you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. There you go. I love the Goonie stuff, uh, Nick. Um, Jackson. Uh, I, I'm Jackson. I'm a fan of the defending champion. Uh, World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. Uh, I live in Lancaster County here in Pennsylvania, so I'm in enemy territory as well. I'm not a popular man at work, but hey, play, none play, of us strive for popularity. No, play, play yeah. in the Philly, played the Phillies this week, so I could just see it ending badly in all fronts. <laughs> Brett, how you doing? Doing well, Brett. I'm right in the heart of Phillies country. Philly's fan, and I live at Citizens Bank Park. Is that the towel they gave out? The pep rally. Nice. So does does anybody wonder like Elwood Blues changed his license plate to ten six or his license to ten sixty West Addison? Does anybody think West that Addison. Brett or Oscar have changed their address to Citizens Bank Park? Any chance that anybody thinks that that happened? Right. So I'm betting on. I put 20 bucks on it. There you go. Oscar, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, fellas? Uh, I'm Oscar, co-founder of the Pandemic Group from Philadelphia. I reside in South uh, Jersey right now, and I represent the Philadelphia Phillies. There you go. And Connor, finally, last but not least, Connor. Uh, I'm Connor. Uh, I live in the great state of Kansas in the middle of absolutely nowhere. So, but a diehard Padres fan. And, uh, yeah. So you're like the two Padres fans that they have in Kansas then. Is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. All right. 
So Nick S, we're going to start with you. Uh, tell me your thoughts about the wild card round. Then we'll go to Jackson. Then we'll go to the pandemic crew. But tell me your thoughts about the wild card round. Um, anything you want to say about it? Uh, I really, I really enjoyed the wild card round. I think the Padres finally showed up and showed the baseball world just who they are and what they're there for. Uh, as a biased Padre fan, I think that the network crew was a little biased towards the Mets. I feel like they talked about the Mets failing more than the Padres succeeding. But I think that last game with Joe Musgrove on the mound and the offense coming alive, uh, it sent a message that the Padres are here. They didn't just get in by a fluke. They are there to compete. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm there's, there is a East coast bias. Now, Nick, let me just ask you this question. Okay. True or false. When Musgrove returns and actually even Juan Soto after what he said, I guess, to the fan it's in right field after he caught that ball, true or false, the United States secret service is going to have to protect these guys going in and out of city field next year when they show up because they're not going to be popular people. Most likely, uh, but first they need some Met fans to show up to City Field. <laughs> oh, we'll that's add fire. Nick to that unpopular. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that safely from California where there's no Mets fans to uh, come after me. There you go. Um, I, you know, I, I'll make sure that some people like Sarah and, and Jared don't hear this podcast because I don't want anything bad to happen to you. If all of a sudden Nick Swanson's not on a podcast anymore, Jason, you and I will have to go looking for him. We'll start with the ditches and yeah, LA San Diego area. Well, <laughs> it's a low blow because the Padres definitely had an empty stadium for years. <laughs> That's probably true. There's a lot of truth to that. Jackson, what did you think about the wild card round? Now your team wasn't in it, but what did you think about the wild card round? Um, I mean, he was talking about how the Padres. Nick was talking about how the Padres were scrappy. I thought Seattle looked pretty legit, just like they had all season, you know, Luis Castillo. And then you have, you know, reigning Cy Young award winner, Robbie Ray blow up and you can somehow win that game. You got to be feeling pretty good. If you're a Seattle Mariners fan heading to play the Astros, you know, you know, in the playoffs, you're zero and zero against the Astros. So anything can happen. Um, I thought the wild card round was entertaining despite there being three sweeps, but some, some good baseball played. Yeah, MLB Network is dying for coverage right now. They're re-showing last night's game. <laughs> they're, literally, you guys think I'm joking, but if you go to the MLB Network right now, that's what they're doing. So, but they're not pulling the curve again? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Musgrove wiping his ear on his jersey. Oh, there's nothing on there, Coach. Don't worry. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, Musgrove Brett was... Shoving balls down their throats last night, and they were just looking for a reason to stall him out and and hope that he would just kind of serve up a big fat meatball after the delay. But he just shoved yesterday and gave a pitching clinic last night. And there is no ifs, ands, or buts about Joe Musgrove and his status as a stud, number one. Um, he answered every question anybody should ever have about him as the number one last night in that game, period. Absolutely agree. He, uh, of course you're going to agree, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course you're going to agree. So I've got a great uh, Joe Musgrove story that I'll tell you guys offline. Uh, Brett, Oscar, uh, what did you guys think? Obviously, this is pretty awesome for you guys, but Tell me what your thoughts were about the wild card round. 
Well, I remember last week when I did this podcast, there was a lot of talk about what the Cardinals were going to do against this team or that team in the next round. And, <laughs> and I, guys, we got clubhouse unity. You know, Philly Rob just got himself a two-year extension, not interim removed, but two years. And, you know, every player came out and was like, yo, we love this guy. This is our boy. Larry Bowen was like, yo, good choice. You know, there's a lot behind him right now. This team, there's a team like this every time, and it's the Phillies this year. Right here, team to beat. Yeah, that's still true. When I walk <laughs> in the Phillies room, this is the first thing I see. This is here purposefully. When I walk through the door, my eyesight goes right to that, and we are the team to beat. And, you know, it's, it's you know, uh, Swanson, you're talking about the announcers. Nobody gets that worse than Philly. It doesn't matter what the hell the sport it is. It could be like college volleyball, and they'll be like, oh, screw Philly, man. So I <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next round, man. I'm feeling 93 vibes. And, the, you know, we, we got to the World Series off of the Braves. So, and the Braves had a, were the team, you know, that was part of their, of their run that they uh, went on where they could never really quite finish it off except for once. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It was a great first round. So I, I have to tell you something. I, I love these pandemic guys. They're hilarious. And they're they're good dudes. They're just all around good dudes. So I had sent these two guys a text message. A guy in my office does research all the time. Brent, do you mind if I share your response to me? Yeah, no problem. So the this guy, he's a researcher in our office. And he just researches out the most random stuff. Like on a Thursday, if it's a full moon and he spit three times in the wind, you get a free Big Mac with the purchase of six curly fries or some stupid it's just the most random crazy stuff and so he researched out every time the phillies win the world series um we go into a recession <laughs> and so i said it to those boys and brett responds to me within like 90 seconds bring on the recession <laughs> bring on the recession bring please do please do <laughs> i loved it I loved it. I said it to uh, our researcher and I said, well, this is what one Philly fan thinks about it. He goes, ask yeah, the rest of the country. And I said, I think any Philly fan is going to say, bring on the recession twice. I think <laughs> I speak for in the country when I say something like that. <laughs> Oscar, what were your thoughts about the, the round? We missed you last time, but I know you had a conflict and, and, and Brett's right. We had a lot of Cardinals talk, but what are your thoughts about the wild card round? And then Dave Hummel, we're going to go to you. Nick, we'll go to you after that, and then Connor will finish up with you on this question. Under the, the third uh, wild card spot, uh, it worked out for us. We we love the new uh, changes. <laughs> it worked for the Phillies. Um, we ended that uh, storybook, uh, you know, ending over there in St. Louis. And I'm not taking a jab. Um, listen, much respect to those guys over there. Um, but it, it's it, it's time to battle right now. So you had to put that to the side. and. Uh, and the Phillies went over there and kicked ass. You know, when Bryce Harper hit that home run, by the way, that was a moonshot that Bryce Harper hit. When he hit that mm -hmm. home run and he just had that little giddy up in his step, I thought, uh, okay, Cardinals, there's a lot going on that, that you guys are going to need to come up against. Because if this guy's this happy mm -hmm. about this, and, I mean, he tattooed that pitch. Yeah. And so – yeah, and he's I, been I, he's been struggling too. So to to see him hit that, I mean, he was getting a, a bunch of singles and everything just to get on. Uh, we all know how Bryce is, but we, we want MVP Bryce again, and um, hopefully that's a a step to the right place for, for for Bryce. Yeah, if he gets hot, you guys are all in trouble. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, listen, that guy, if he had shots like that, when the pitcher's asking for a new ball before the the ball actually lands in the 
the fans slap, you know that you hit it pretty well. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you're, I totally get it. Uh, Dave, wrap out the Philly side of it. Thank you, Oscar. Wrap out Philly side of it. I, I just, I'm still in shock at the total fact that we were able to come from behind in game one. Um, it's, it's amazing because, you know, Brett Brett and Oscar, you know, they they summed it up really well in that, you know, this team never quits. We are the most resilient buggers you have ever seen on this planet in the postseason. Bless you. Um, it's, it's so magical to see this. I mean, yeah, we were able to get retribution for what happened in 2011, which is great. Um, and you know, being able to see the team fight and claw and go everywhere and anywhere. There was actually a post I saw where someone in the Cardinals state in, in Bush stadium, they called Bryce Harper an easy out. And then the very next pitch, he hit a nuke and I'm like, karma. You've got to get it. Um, and that was just so much fun to see and so much fun to, to watch. And I'm really excited to see what happens next. So Nick, uh, Connor, and then Jason and Mike, I forgot about you guys because your teams were like waiting, right? So Nick, what you, what you got for us on this one? Seattle, baby. Um, yeah, my, my general feelings around wild card round – um, this was hundred percent the type of action that major league baseball needs to bring attention back to the game. Um, even though we have multiple two game sweeps, everything still managed to be like through the roof dramatic, which right. I think is pretty incredible. Um, some other takeaways, we have lots of big hitters come up in key moments and come up empty. You know, I'm thinking Arenado. Uh, Goldie for the Cardinals, trying to get the rally going at the end of the game there. Um, hitting was weird. Uh, this was also really true of the Mariners in in that second game against Toronto. Uh, swinging at bad pitches left and right. I mean, like, pretty ugly. Um, incredible game. It was a lot of fun. Really felt kind of like the 95 season when we had the refuse to lose vibe going. Um and exciting to see kind of that 21 year drought come to an end. So uh, I thought wild card round was incredibly entertaining. Good and stuff. You guys, you guys were down seven love or something like that. Weren't you? And, and made your way back. Were you down that far? Eight, one, eight, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, it, it, I remember going out to dinner with my wife and she just says, well, are, is Seattle going to lose? And I said, yeah, it's eight. I thought it was seven up, but it was eight one. You guys were down by seven. Um, and uh, then next thing I know it's eight five and we're waiting for another couple to meet. And I just walked into Buffalo Wild Wings. I said, I don't know where you guys are going to go eat, but I'm just going to go here because there's a game on. And she started laughing. So that's where we ended up. Buffalo Wild nope. Wings. That, Real quick on that, on, on the, uh, that game specifically, I had never seen so many tweets uh-huh. about the Blue Jays fan base being physically ill. <laughs> well, and- yeah, I mean, you, there, there's there's kind of three things about – two things about that game, one thing about the Mariners in general. Um, our local news after that game ended posted two interesting stats. The biggest road comeback win in playoff history and baseball's largest comeback victory to clinch a postseason series. Mm-hmm. To get those things out of the way in the wild card round, pretty incredible. 
I also was blown away by the stat that the Mariners have the lowest team batting average of any team, like since the 1909 White Sox, to go to the playoffs. It's crazy that they figure out a way to win, uh, you know, when they're struggling so much at the dish. So the one thing that I, I remember about that game, too, is what is the very first thing, boys, that we learn when we play Little League Baseball? Never give up. I got it. I got it. Right. When, when Bouchette tried to take on um, Springer, right. And Bouchette won, I guess, as much as possible. I'm getting text messages and I am from Dodger fans saying, Hey, I don't want to see anybody get hit, but it couldn't happen to a better guy. Like, I mean, Dodger fans are still not huge fans of George Springer. Cause you know, Hey, we cheated, but what else? You know, it doesn't matter. Everybody else does it. Right. What's the first thing you learn? I got it. I got it. What's really fun about the Mariners, too, and uh, this is a post that I just did on my Unknown Baseball Facts Instagram, this comeback is tied for the second spot in, in, a, in a playoff series. Um, the first one goes back to 1929 when the A's scored 10 runs against the Cubs in Game 4 of the 29 World Series, and they won 10-8. to eight. It's, it's so mind-boggling to see it because I watch it, and I'm like, Toronto, why? What are you doing? Like what's going on? What did you do, Connor? Uh, what did you uh, What did you think about the wild card round? Obviously, you got to be happy about that um, with the Mets series. But what did you think? Um, so I think the biggest concern going into this this series was the offense. I mean, it was cold for a good two weeks in the season, so um, it's really nice to see a special six to zero offensive appearance in an elimination game. Um, I'm glad we could play a team like the Mets who usually choke big games so that was nice um but bassett i knew, i had a feeling he wasn't going to do good this this game i mean he's never really been that guy in new york to close out a series um you know game two there's a lot of complaints but i mean we faced one of if not the best pitcher in the mlb so offense could have been a little bit more spark when they put in diaz but other than that i mean on to the dodgers yeah, the uh, yeah, and, and as we lead into Jason Beck, Jason, I have been seeing nothing but clips today from the Captain TV show that ESPN did with Jeter saying, We never worried about the Mets, the Mets are just the Mets, <laughs> right? Ouch, 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 a little punt, little dig, little jab, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, there's, there's no Mets fans here. No, no Mets fans are on. I don't. I, no, no teams that got eliminated. There's no only. Loser. Yeah, these are only teams I think left that are in it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Oscar's <laughs> like, okay, that's a different story. Now I can say what I was going to say. <laughs> Mets fans got on the sub on the subway in the seventh inning last night, and they haven't been seen since. Uh, right. They had, they, they had Bassett just. They were stepping out on him a lot, and he he was just – he never looked comfortable in that game. There's an easy way to fix that, boys. You walk somebody on one pitch, you keep stepping out on me, you walk somebody on one pitch, and it's done. Not a lot of people step out, right? Well, either that or the umpire has to take control and just say stay in there. Because next year they're, with the pitch count, cl yep. clock, and everything else, I mean – yeah, this limit number. You know, I thought they were overkill on letting them, let him, letting guys 
call time. I mean, I if, if you don't call time, if you don't let it happen one time and he, he pipes one right down the middle and, and you step out, you know, be ready then, you know, you, you gotta be ready. Nick and Connor go, no, it worked out just fine. It was okay. I'm glad that they did it. It worked out. Okay. Well, I know that the Padres whole game plan was to make Bassett uncomfortable. They have pretty good numbers off of Bassett individually. And so their whole game plan was just to make sure that he never got comfortable. And Mikey, I do agree with you that umpires should take control on that. But also for any of our teams, if that's our game plan and the umpire is not saying anything, they're going to keep doing it because it was oh, it was I, clearly successful. Totally, Nick. I, I I get it. Totally. Yeah, but I I agree with you that if it's excessive, and I'll uh, I'm definitely biased, so I'll say yeah, that it was leaning it, towards excessive. Put it in someone's ear or anything, yeah. but you know, yeah, maybe sh- below the shoulder and let it be known that you know, if you want to play that game, then I'm going to drill you. Yeah, well, Show Walter tried that in the sixth inning. He tried to throw him off, but that didn't work. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Oh, why, uh, why? 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 was the air so shiny though, man? They got to be something on that air. I, I have no idea. Uh, like if, no if one's air that, something, that shiny. If he had icy hot or something, uh, I still feel comfortable. The umpire's hand was all over him, and the umpire said he was clean. And then I don't know if any of you guys follow John Boy. He did a breakdown of it and he went yeah, through the whole game it, yeah. and Musgrove never touched his ear so while it was weird there were so many cameras on if he'd have touched his ear a couple of times that's when it would have been weird but it could have just been sweat it could have been icy hot or you well, could have probably felt it on the ball or something so yeah, yeah. I mean he's our I'll give Musgrove credit for the simple fact that he's you know when he was with the Astros said he's doesn't feel comfortable wearing that ring. He doesn't like the perception of the stain on the ring that comes with the ring. So to put himself even in that situation, though, I just don't think was smart. It wasn't. And, and if you watch the first thing that he, what's the first thing Nick that he did, Nick Swanson What's the first thing that he did when the umpires decided they were going to check him. Oh, he wiped his ear with his uh, sleeve. I mean, yes, that could have just been sweat. I mean, to be yeah. honest, like. Definitely was suspicious, but if yeah. the umpire cleared it. And, and listen, guys, I'm not complaining at all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't no, care no. how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Mets are out. That's it. I, know. I, I, okay. will, I will say the one gripe I had, I think it was MLB Network, was talking about his spin rate being up. Yeah. But what they Someone failed to mention is. about that. Yeah. Uh, what but they failed velocity. to mention is. Every pitcher in the postseason's velocity is up. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably they're amped. Yeah, well, it's the playoffs. Everybody's going to be throwing harder. Everybody's going to be trying to get extra spins. So singling out Musgrove, I think it was kind of a cheap shot because every pitcher is amped up right now, and they're all throwing harder and having a higher spin rate. So yeah, but they got shiny ears. It's true. Okay. <laughs> all I would say, if I was Musgrove, all I would say after that, was as much as that umpire was rubbing on me, I'd be like, are you going to buy me dinner first or what's up here? <laughs> I mean, he's sitting there rubbing yeah. his ear, rubbing the side of his face. Musgrove's like, I don't even get this from my wife. What the heck? I, like, that was almost I mean, as creepy as uh, who was the guy that got rubbed by the, the yeah. pitcher's hands? They were uh-huh. touching his hands and he was like giving them eye contact the whole time. Oh, that Bum was Gardner? bad fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
That well, was that was weird. Yeah. yeah. One thing about Joe Musgrove's shiny ear is there's four other appearances from Joe Musgrove that he's had that same ear. I mean, September 11th versus the Dodgers, he had them almost like exact identical thing. And then again on August 15th versus Miami. So those are two recent starts from Joe Musgrove with the same exact thing. So it's definitely nothing new. And it was probably just a gesture by the Mets to throw him off of a rhythm. Probably. Probably. Um, Jason, just to wrap up the category, Jason and Mike, there wasn't a lot in the wild card for your teams, but did you want to add anything to this uh, conversation on this question? Well, you know, the waiting is going to be the, the important thing, you know, it will the waiting uh, cause us to, you know, kind of, will it cause us to be slow out of the gate? I mean, will it be too, too much waiting? Um, the wild card round worked out really well. I was really kind of leery of the Rays coming in and, and meeting up with them in the division series. But, uh, you know, the matchup with Tito Francona, we got, uh, Ramirez, the, we got the, the guardians slash Indians. Those, those guys just straight out compete. So, um, I mean, I think we're going to have our work cut out for us, but, um, the biggest thing that I'm concerned about is, uh, Garrett Cole, uh, he shouldn't be starting game one. We should have Nestor Cortez starting game one and set ourselves up if we have to have Cole in game three, um, like the Padres set themselves up in their series. Uh, uh, Garrett Cole finds a way to Garrett Cole at the wrong time for me. And so, I, you know, I, I know that he could really dominate for seven innings again, and I've said it before, uh, but then a, a, a hit, an error, and a walk, and he – speeds up somebody's bat with a curveball and he's down four to two all of a sudden late in the ball game. So that's my biggest concern. Um, and our bullpen, you know, still I'm, I'm super glad that uh, Chapman is off of the, the roster. He had no business being on the roster. His, his days of being in New York are over, but what I'm hearing today is that they may even move Tyone to the pen to finish up and, and get some innings in the, in the back end of the games uh, because they're still so uncertain of what's going to happen with their closer. So it's going to be interesting. But um, again, I think, you know, we, we have, uh, we have the ability and we have the roster to do it. We just got to get started early and right out of the gate. Good call on that one. Cause there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hype in, in especially in the Bronx. I mean, when you're in October, you're, you're there to win. You're not Correct. there to be beat by a team that is the Indians slash guardians slash whatever. Right. You're there to win. And so the Guardians are a tough team because there's no expectations on these guys. So you guys have it all. So, Mikey, I'm going to ask you that I'm going to mix up a couple of questions. I'm going to ask you, what do you think about the matchup first against the Padres? And then what are your your um, any concerns that you have or what do you think needs to happen for the Dodgers to advance? After that, I'm going to take it over to the Padres and I'm going to let Nick and Connor take that same question. So, Mike. Um, matchup first. Uh, let's talk matchup first, and then let's talk uh, any concerns or what do the Dodgers need to do to advance? Well, first off, I'm going to say, you know, since the Padres were in our division, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. We've absolutely manhandled them this season. Um, and that's what scares me um, in the playoffs. I was rooting for the Mets. I didn't want to see the Padres. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, 
you can you can throw everything out the window that happened in in the regular season. Um, what the Dodgers hopefully need to do is is get off to a quick start and keep the Padres down, you know, and uh, not give them any glimmer of hope as far as I'm concerned. You know, um, we do have the dominance over them the last few years, and that could only help us um, taking early leads and and uh, taking care of business. So, yeah, that, that I, I didn't want to see the Padres, though. The only reason I like seeing the Padres is that travel. That's and, and well, I do love that. Yes, that yeah, that barring what happens for either team, that that's huge. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, okay, so we'll let Connor and then we'll have uh, Nick S take this, and then after uh, the Padres side of this, we'll go down to Seattle. We'll talk to to Nick, and then we'll we'll save the the final score for the uh, Braves Phillies because like nobody has opinions about that series. Right, boys. There's no opinions there. So, all right. So Connor first, I don't, uh, know, I don't know what you're talking about. Phil. I don't know ex- what you're exactly. About. Nothing. Right. So Connor, uh, what do you like about the matchup uh, with the Padres Dodgers and then any concerns or what do you think you need to do to advance Nick? Same question after that. Um, obviously, you know, a rivalry game going sure into a postseason. That's great. I love it. It's nice. Um, I like in the chirping. You know, Freddie Freeman said they're hot and we've been for seven months. So there's obviously some chirping going on right now. But, um, you know, we're like I said, we're a blazing hot team right now. But so are the Dodgers. So it'll be interesting. Um, it's all going to matter that game three, I think, is going to be the biggest focal point in San Diego. Fans are going to be crazy. I mean, this is the first home with fans first home playoff game and I don't even know how long but so it's definitely going to be electric in there um I'm hoping that uh Clevenger can go out there and shove but um Dodgers obviously are going to be the toughest opponent we can ever face um there's no question they're not the best team in the league right now um it'll be interesting I think that game one is going to kind of define what the mentality going into those games for both Uh, The bullpen's my biggest concern. I don't think our bullpen quite matches up to the Dodgers' bullpen. But I think if we get an early jump onto the the Dodgers' starters, it'll it'll be the vocal point for for the games moving forward. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear that, by the way, Jackson, the best team in the league? I'm I'm sorry. I just – I had to repeat that. Connor (laughs) said it perfectly. I just want to make sure that you heard it. It's okay. Mikey, you heard Uh, that too, right, Mikey? I was was going to say – I've heard I've heard that one before with the Dodgers. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I do agree with uh, with Connor though that uh, the, I think the Dodgers' biggest gap between them and the Padres is the bullpen. Our our bullpen is dominant compared to them. You know, if we can get if we can get Snell out early like we generally do. He usually can't go past four or five innings because his pitch count gets up. Um, and get Clevenger out of there. Just get get into their bullpen as, as soon as possible. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, I don't think it bodes well for the Padres. I mean, as long as Sean Manaya doesn't pitch, I don't think we have to worry about giving up 11-plus I don't think you're going to see much of Sean Manaya in this series. I, hell, they might keep him off the roster. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope so. Hey, if, if you want, we'll give you uh, um, we'll give you our ponytail guy, too. We'll, we'll let you have Kimbrough if you want. 
free of charge. Um, nah, we'll keep them. We'll just keep them off the roster. Nick Swanson, what uh, thoughts on on this series? And then we'll go to Nick from Seattle. Uh, well, uh, Padres owner Peter Seidler, I love the way he talks about the Dodgers. Uh, in an interview, he called them the big dragon to the north, and that eventually somebody's going to have to take them down. So that is his goal. That is his expectation. And just like you guys said, playoffs are a totally different thing. Yes, the Dodgers won the series against the Padres each time they faced them in the regular season, but the Padres have faced the Dodgers more than probably any other team they're going to see in this playoff. They know this team. They both know each other. And honestly, I do think that the pitching is a solid matchup. I think each night it's going to be a really competitive starting matchup. It's my real thing is if the Padres are able to bring that explosive offense that they showed in New York, that is what's going to be what determines who wins. By the way, Jason Beck, I don't know if you know. Uh, by the way, Oscar, Brett, tell me how you think about this, too. But do you know that if you don't live in certain counties in or around San Diego, you can't buy tickets to the Padres Dodgers game? They will not sell them to you. They say that in Washington, D.C. Did they yeah, they really? try to they yeah. try to do that in DC to us. They had. I can't whole... even believe MLB would let that happen. I mean, they're, they're doing it in Atlanta, also. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, That's That's I guarantee you, there's going to be more Dodgers fans than they're going to want in San Diego. Yeah. I don't think that. I'm, I'm using my cousin's address. They live in San Diego. They're just... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have a chance of getting to game two in L.A., so okay. I'm going to wear neutral colors because no, I like we're living. we're not letting you in. We're not letting you in. I just like to say no. I like living. I, I don't want to have any of my Padre gear ruined, so. Listen, just go and wear the that Neapolitan jersey that you guys have for your city Ooh. connect, and nobody will mess with you because we're afraid of that. Can't believe that you guys actually have to wear that jersey. <laughs> That's right. sad. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's better Dodgers than City Lost Warriors, so. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here we go. All right. Thanks, Nick. Nick, uh, what do you think about Seattle? Uh, what do you like about the matchup, or do you like the matchup against the Astros? And then what are your concerns? What do you think you need to do to advance? Um, similar to what Nick S. just said, uh, the Mariners and Astros face each other a lot during the season, right? Something like 20 games during the regular season and the Astros got the better of the Mariners, right? Um, they also have more playoff experience, but I think it's also very true that, you know, the regular season and what happened during the 162 games doesn't necessarily, you know, determine the outcome during the playoffs. Each game sort of stands on its own, um, but it's going to be challenging, right? The road split is even worse. The Mariners did not do well, um away from t-mobile park against against the astros um that said i think that the mariners have a chance if they can take at least one of the first two games in houston um it looks like they've named logan gilbert as the starting pitcher for game one um i've seen him pitch in person a few times this year and his stuff can be electric when he's on um there's a ton of talent there and I think that playoff games like these, um, it's one of those moments in a young player's life that can really pull the best out of them, right? And be kind of a career defining uh, moment for them. 
Um, so I think that that feels pretty good. The pitching overall matches up okay. Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo, give us a chance to win. Um, Robbie Ray, if we get the Robbie Ray of the last few starts of this season, scary stuff. The guy's just look, looking like a batting practice pitcher, right? Giving up, just giving up nukes left and right. But if we can get Cy Young winner Robbie Ray, you know, maybe maybe they're doing all right there. Um, but what am I worried about? My concerns, like in the Toronto series, uh, we won with great pitching in game one, and then it took a little bit of luck on offense in game two. Um, we had some nice hits down the line, but that Shet and Springer collision was really, um, a, you know, a changing point in, in that game, right? Um, it led to a big break. It led to a momentum shift. You can't count on that stuff. Those are the moments that I think teams capitalize upon and they can be those moments that really change the tide, but they don't always happen. Um, so what I'd like to see is our lineup from top to bottom, cut down on the bad strikes. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of ugly swings on off speed pitching. Um, I'd also like to see J rod step up and be the star that we all believe he is. There's a lot of pressure on the kid in this moment. Um, he doesn't look phased. And again, this is the stage to really make a name for yourself. Oh, and then our yeah. bullpen has to throw strikes. So that's what I think about ALDS. Can you get Robbie Ray some pants that fit him so we don't have to look, you know, at him from, you know, the center field camera with pants that don't fit? That he wears means. his little brother's uniform. It's like a schmedium. And like his, Nick, yeah. Nick, what was awesome was Jason Beck wrote an article. So tomorrow, uh, Dave Hummel has an article that that gets posted, which is awesome. But Jason wrote an article about pitching being the key, and he mentions Robbie Ray. He mentions if you guys are going to advance, that Robbie Ray needs to be that guy too, yep. just like you just called it. So Jason, yeah, he just, I had to I had to give you props there because it was almost like I was reading your article as you were saying that. <laughs> so yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Okay. So Hummel, we'll, we'll take you first and then the pandemic crew, and then we'll let for the time being the world series champion Braves close the door for us. I mean, I, it's going to be a long, long hole, Jackson to get there, but okay. So Dave, uh, how do you like the matchup? What are your concerns? What do you need to do to advance? Hi. Um, so great. Tad has come on, um, <laughs> philosophy has some time. Um, just says, um, just as what was mentioned before, you know, the, the Phillies haven't really – we didn't really do well in the season against Atlanta. We won seven of the – we won seven of the or so games that we played against them. Um, we really struggled against them, especially in the latter half of the season. I feel that in order for us to be successful against Atlanta, we need to have – I'm going to say four things need to happen. Four things. And, you know, Brett and Oscar can add to this later on. Uh, but my four things are we need to have strong outings by all three or four of our pitchers. Wheeler, uh, not, not Wheeler tomorrow, Ranger tomorrow, Wheeler Wednesday, and then Nola on Friday. Um, going at least five or maybe six innings, maybe seven if they're feeling lucky. Um, two, we need to have strong hitting from not just the top of our lineup, but also the bottom of our lineup as well. Seven, eight, and nine have really been – a really mercurial spot for us over the year. Um, if we can have, the, if we can have that part of the lineup really contribute to 
getting on for Kyle or getting on for Bryce or JT, then we can really get something going there. Three, we need to keep up the amazing defense that has been really helping us, especially game two with that line snagged by Alec Bohm. We need to have that defense to keep going, and we need just to keep safe on the base paths as well, not get into any confusion about that. And four, we just really need our bullpen to stay consistent. Um, you know, so far we've been lights out. David Robertson has been amazing. Zach Eflin being converted from a starter to a reliever has been really, really great. We just need those guys and Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado. We need those guys to just really keep contributing to what they've been doing and really hope that they can bring some really, really strong stuff to this matchup. Uh, Oscar, you want to take this one? And Brett, thanks, Dave. Yeah, so um, listen, man, it's been 11 years for us. But, um, you know, I, I was at the last Phillies uh, postseason game against the Cardinals. Um, and it's a different atmosphere here in Philadelphia when it's playoff baseball. I don't care who you are. When you come into the city, you're going to feel as soon as your buses roll into Philadelphia. We're going to tell you how we feel from the beginning until you walk into the ballpark and on the field. Um, again, for the for the regular season, yeah, the, the Braves have the upper hand on us. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm loving the pitching matchups. Like even Max's last four starts in Citizen Bank Park, he hasn't recorded a win. Uh, two no decisions, two losses. Uh, and, and, and if, you know, if Rob continues to, to manage the Phillies as what he did day one, you let the kids play. These, yeah. these kids never been in postseason baseball. So they're getting a taste of it right now. And, you know, um, it's going their way, but it's going to be times where, you know, the Phillies backs – or against the wall, and you have to overcome that against a you know world champion team. So hopefully, you know we could we could win two on the road, which is asking a, a lot. But postseason baseball coming back to Philly on Friday is huge, and if we had that opportunity to to close it out here in Philadelphia, um, the, everybody in baseball has to watch out for the Philadelphia Philly. No disrespect to the Dodgers and the Padres. But uh, I believe we won both of the season series with those two opponents. So if we can if we can go past the, the Atlanta Braves and build our confidence and keep on moving forward, I, I don't see why this team uh, can't go all the way. So you're not doing anything on Friday. You want to go hang out, Oscar? <laughs> I got a lot to do. Shit, I got a lot to do tomorrow, man. You ain't doing anything tomorrow. You ain't doing anything Friday. Let's just go hang out. Let's go get a cheesesteak. So, you know, yeah, that's awesome. That's I love. I love the analysis and Dave. I love the analysis and the Socrates hat. Brett, take it home for the Phillies and then Jackson. You know what? If you want to hang out um, with 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 Oscar on Friday, it's going to cost you more than it would cost. Somebody put this on Twitter today. It's cheaper to buy a plane ticket, rent a car, and buy a ticket to the Braves game than to buy a playoff ticket in Philly. So people are like, you know, go down to Atlanta for the day. It's cheaper by like $30. You know, the fans are pumped. Let's talk about the Braves and the Phillies, though. There is nothing we don't know about each other. We play each other so much. They know us. We know them. It comes down to execution. It's going to come down to who executes better. And I just feel like we've had to battle through the trenches. The Phillies had to battle through the trenches just to get here. We're still the underdogs. You know, that's our city's mentality. And I feel like you know, they're all on board with Philly Rob. We got those intangibles. And when it comes down to it, like I've been saying, it's like 93, we're going to roll right on through it. 
I'm not looking ahead, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm looking forward to Friday. I haven't been to a playoff game since 2011. I sat through many, many Phillies games since then. And when you're in that Citizens Bank Park, it's solid. It's deafening. The, 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 the stadium shakes. If you don't like heights, you don't want to be up top because the whole damn thing shakes like it's an earthquake. But there's no better feeling. And now, Jackson, just for you, now pitching number 99, like in the 93 series, Mitch, wait, no. <laughs> he, he, he gets stay retired i i love it you guys i just absolutely love it jackson take us home with the braves and i got a concluding thought i i mean yeah uh, what's there to say i mean obviously as a braves fan i'd rather face the phillies because i'd rather lose to the phillies and the cardinals it, it brought me great joy that the cardinals were talking smack about sweeping the braves and the lds and they got swept promptly um it brought me very very much yes. the, the happiness, the serotonin I needed in my life. Our I think, yeah, thank you. But, you know, I think this is going to be a close series. Uh, I, it feels kind of like a trap series for Atlanta, but I have confidence that they'll be, they'll be focused. Uh, obviously, the big question mark for Atlanta is whether Spencer Strider is going to pitch game three or not. If he is, I, the Braves have a definite starting rotation advantage over the Phillies, especially since the Phillies are going to have to start a falter or uh, you know, who's Cindergaard in game four against, you know, the Braves might throw Charlie Morton, who's an experienced playoff pitcher. So I think, the, I think the Braves definitely have the advantage in the starting rotation. They had their lights out at the back of the bullpen. Um, you know, every, everyone's very consistent except for Kenley Jansen, but we're hoping for the return of the night shift that we saw last year with the Braves bullpen where they're just lights out, you know, and I just think it, it starts with game one, you know, if the Braves set the tone at home, I think they have a pretty good chance of winning the series. If not, it's it's going to be a fight. But, you know, I think this is going to be the series to watch. And the LDS, no no offense to anyone else involved, any any other teams involved. These are the games you're going to want to watch. <laughs> and, you know, I, just, and, I just hope Spencer Strider's back is okay. He's, he's signed a big deal today, Mikey, too. Yeah, so he's got to hoist that bag over his uh, <laughs> shoulder and take it to the bank. So hopefully he's not sore. He got tighter He got tighter pants than uh, Robbie Ray, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think they all stole them from T.K. Uh, Hernandez. <laughs> Kids these days, they're tight trousers. Yeah, I mean, they, they got the same tailor, I guess, or something like oh, that. I think but, they yeah. all stole them from Freddie Potek. Dad and Joey Gallo sized jerseys. Oh, don't get started on Joey. Man. There you go. Well, well, first of all, can I just first of all thank you everybody that's joined? And I'm grateful that you are talking about your team. I, I'm gonna say this for we have the Padres represented, we have the, the Phillies represented, we have the Mariners represented, the the Braves represented, the Dodgers represented, the Yankees represented. Um at the end of the day, all of us are pure baseball people. We want our teams to win, but true or false, fellas, we all love a good game, right? We all love watching oh, yeah. a good series. 100%. And, it was, and it was fun to watch the Cards and the Phillies because, again, everybody thought, oh, the Cardinals, Cardinals. And Philly came in and said, no, 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 we'll see about this. Same thing with the Mariners, right? Everybody says, oh, look at all these. You know, you got Bo Bichette, you got uh, – you got." Uh, Guerrero, Vlad Guerrero Jr. And Seattle went in and said, okay, you got us up 8-1. Who cares? We got you. Right? Hold and my so, beer. Exactly. And so I I hope that we, you know, I hope 
I wish that all of our teams could win, but I, I just want good baseball. Obviously we want our teams to win, but you just want good baseball because guys, the, the long national nightmare starts here in a month, right? When, when there's no more baseball. And, oh, the heartache. They, nah, then we gotta there's wait always for, something going on. You just got to pay attention. There's always when hockey season starts, man. I got, there's always something. I got my basement ready, so I'm fine on that. There you go. There you go. But I, I, I am going to say I'm glad there was no Astros fan because I just – I have a problem with uh, being cordial to Astros fans. Mike, we could not tell since you are holding a literal bat in your hands. <laughs> could not tell. I thought you were going to watch the Warriors or something, man, after this. No, man. wait. That is – I will – I, I want to talk to you about that then after this, once we're done with this, because that what that's the weeniest gang ever to get your every one of them got their bats taken away from them. Right? <laughs> what a bunch of weenies. The Warriors had was... nothing and they were undermanned, but yet they take all their bats and kick the crap out of them. I think Mikey's holding that bat for me just to make sure that I don't say anything too bad about the Dodgers. So just <laughs> so that you know. We Con, do lives all the Connor time. Connor and Nick are good in my book. They always come on. Um, yeah, they they come on the lives sometimes, and you know they're always cordial, and I appreciate it. Yeah, it's funny because we do these lives, and then Mikey will come on with his bat, and everybody's like, "Hey, it's Babe Ruth." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyways, uh, for Google you fans listening to this, this is David and and Jason and Mikey and Oscar and Brett and. Uh, Jackson and Nick and Nick and also Connor. Um, I will tag every one of uh, them. Playoff start tomorrow. This will drop tomorrow uh, morning. There are actually two podcasts that are dropping tomorrow. So this will drop tomorrow morning. I want to thank you guys for being on. Feel free to stay on for a second, but I sure do appreciate it. And for all of you top fans that haven't done this yet, remember that there is an around the diamond that happens, but it's only on locals. So make sure you go to locals.com and and follow top fan rivalry so fellas thanks for the time i hope you enjoyed yourself good luck everybody Always. so yes I, I i would just like to say i hope i don't see nick and connor again next week it was a pleasure <laughs> talking to you guys but you know <laughs> i'll see you guys in a week or so all right that sounds good mikey <laughs>